Welcome to PitchBook's Invisible Capital Podcast, where we use data, research, and conversation to reveal important trends and issues in the private markets. Welcome back to the Invisible Capital Podcast, which is dedicating season one to examining how the private markets have responded to the coronavirus pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Lewis, a writer for PitchBook's private equity newsletter. And for today's episode, we're going to take a closer look at how sports media companies are trying to survive the current health and economic crisis. Recently, we interviewed the head of Sports Illustrated, a magazine that at one point in the 1990s was more popular and more relevant than even ESPN. The weekly print edition went out to millions of subscribers, and its pages were filled with some of the best sports writers of the 20th century, including Frank DeFord, Gary Smith, Rick Riley when he was still trying, and uh, just a ton of extremely talented writers. But the company slowly began to lose its relevance as online media became more prevalent. Executives were slow to adapt, keeping an online website that was, to be honest, barely functional, despite the fact that that's where most of their readers were going. And like so many other newspapers and magazines, the company's digital advertising revenue just did not make up for the catastrophic losses in print advertising, especially as tech giants like Facebook and Google you know, ran a duopoly on the digital advertising space. For those unfamiliar with the company's recent ownership turnover, in 2018, Meredith, which is a Midwestern media conglomerate, acquired Time Inc. and as part of that sale, assumed control of Sports Illustrated, then sold SI to Authentic Brands Group, and Authentic Brands Group then sold the publishing rights of SI to Maven. Now, what is Maven? It's based in Seattle. It's run by James Heckman, a digital media veteran who's had a long career building websites dedicated to college football recruiting. But from the moment Heckman has taken over, he's received a ton of criticism and scrutiny for layoffs and instituting a new digital strategy that emphasizes video content and hiring independent contractors rather than increasing the number of reporters uh, to provide individual team coverage. And in October, Heckman chose to lay off 40 workers. Then they trimmed another 9% of its staff and instituted temporary 15% pay cuts in March, citing a steep drop in advertising revenue due to COVID-19. Now, in a candid phone conversation with us, Heckman discussed the challenges of dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic and really went into detail about some of the criticism that he's received over the past few months. When sports advertisers pulled out and they pulled out you know companies like bmw went to zero Mm -hmm. right they weren't interested in figuring out the nuance between live game and historic coverage or trades and uh the draft and recruit there's lots of sports to talk about but uh they made a decision to pull out and a lot of advertisers just exited the the sports marketing arena which is an understandable thing but when that happens and your soul coverage is sports your business model collapses right and so i think it's difficult for those sports specific uh, companies for us sports illustrated is less than 18 percent of our traffic right we've got 150 million users everything from history channel you know yoga journal obviously yoga journals up right history you've got classrooms across the country history content went up biography went up um the market 
was in collapse and then rebound and then COVID effects and mm-hmm. uh, uh, delivery companies. So the market is on fire and we've got Jim Cramer and we've got the street and, and we have done what we've done with sports. We added 20 finance analysts and they're on fire. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you looked at our 8k that we filed, we said Look, sports is down, uh, sport, uh, advertising's down, subscriptions are up. Uh, non-sports content is up. So by having a portfolio of content, for sure, it didn't solve the pandemic issues. And I'm not saying that, but it mitigated the damage. So the way that we're looking at this is that we think fourth quarter uh, will come back but we're not thinking that fourth quarter is going to come back the way fourth quarter of 2019 was, right? Mm-hmm. CPMs are still going to be down. We think that advertisers are, are going to come back in a modest way, not a great, you know, back to partying. Right. Like we're in a depression, right? Yeah. So I think just, you know, consumer demand alone is going to mean that they're going to spend, you know, less money in advertising. But everybody's got to get back to work. The agencies, if they don't spend money, they've got to lay everybody off because they only make money if they spend money. The CMOs of the various companies uh, are uh, uh, have planned, hey, what are we going to do fourth quarter? So they've got to market their new strategy, their mm-hmm. new voice, their new uh, approach in consumers in a new world. And so everyone is coming back in their unique way I would say September through December, uh, CPMs did bottom uh, in uh, early June. We're seeing uplift to CPMs as much as 20% across our properties. And uh, so the answer is no, during COVID, we're not profitable. Uh, we had forecasted we'd be profitable for the year, but you know, March through August is uh, a wasteland when it comes to advertising. But we're close, right? This, you know, the, the company's not in duress, and uh, coming into fourth quarter with any kind of modest uplift, uh, we are forecasting. You may have seen a couple weeks ago we did a release that yep. the lines would, you know, essentially recross or cross in fourth quarter. So we're feeling uh, great about the long-term outlook, uh, feeling really good about our technology. I think we're offering hope for some of the media companies that don't have the technology distribution scale, technical expertise to survive in a modern uh, uh, digital media um, landscape. Mm-hmm. And we offer that for them so they can focus on great journalism and their brand. And the reason I started the company a few years ago is I could see, you know, didn't see COVID, but for sure saw the media industry in collapse and saw that the technical requirements were beyond what a, a New York media a company could recruit in terms of engineering and then seeing the consolidation of advertisers that for sure, if you don't have a hundred million users, you're not at the table. Right. And so, uh, you know, with that change landscape, we provided essentially a massive lifeboat for these small to medium sized media, uh, media companies. There's been no shortage of criticism for Heckman with media sites such as Deadspin and The Ringer piling on in recent months. And in April, Heckman drew the ire of the Sports Illustrated Union for firing soccer writer Grant Wall after Wall accused management of using a pandemic as an excuse to cut his $350,000 salary. Despite all the uproar, Heckman has remained defiant that his video strategy will ultimately work. Well, I remember uh, sitting in the office of Sports Illustrated 
at 4 p.m. and the whole office was empty. And, uh, you know, it was clear to me that uh, Sports Illustrated sitting in a in a dying in a dying media industry owned by uh, companies who are really not modern, that had we not acquired SI, they'd be suffering the same fate that employees are suffering at the companies that used to own them, Mm -hmm. right? And so for me, um, the noise is, um, got me really motivated, right? Because I realized that the reason why the improvements that needed to be done, the obvious changes in the business model, New York executives were afraid to make them, mm-hmm. right? So I looked at uh, the street and said, hey, all we have to do is X, Y, and Z, and we're going to unlock the value. And when I saw people going crazy for doing something that anybody with an IQ of 100, over 100, knew needed to be done, but old school media were afraid of being criticized. People don't like to be written negatively about in the press. Certainly. Because because they're just not, you know, they've got weak character, right? They don't want to do the right thing for the investors. They don't want to do the right thing for employees. They just care about their personality and having people like them, right? In the meantime, the result is Sports Illustrated has had hundreds of layoffs because the executives... Uh, who owned the magazine were unwilling to do what was necessary to modernize it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the more I was getting criticized, the more I knew that we were onto something because it was obvious why these incredibly obvious moves weren't being made. Nobody is willing to be criticized. So if the cost to do what's right for the employees and for the brand and for shareholders is that uh, you get bad mouth in the press for doing what, anybody knew had to get done awesome that's free that's just ego like criticize me all you want are you kidding me we're doing news that's two week old yell at me that's all, you know wonderful and we're bringing in new advertisers uh we, you know millions more people come to sports illustrated while people are complaining and so listen this is the first time and i hope people realize that that executives have been willing to stand up for Sports Illustrated. Nobody had the courage to do the things that needed to be done to save the brand. Even with the uptick in traffic, Maven has updated its 2020 revenue to drop from $160 million to $115 million. But Heckman has been steadfast in his belief that adding digital video ads to complement the company's long-form journalism can help drive enough revenue to make Sports Illustrated profitable once again. And for what it's worth, Maven was projecting SI to be profitable in 2020 before the pandemic began. Video ad revenue can bring in, for instance, between seven and 10 times the amount of money as a typical drop-down ad, which is why Heckman is so bullish about the strategy. And so people may be unhappy that we're doing video news instead of print news. Uh, Okay. I guarantee you people went crazy when cars started riding next to horses, right? The shoemakers were mad. The people picking up horse poop were angry, right? And there were even laws made where that if a horse came close to a car, the car had to pull over, turn the engine off, and stand away for the horse to go by, okay? 
So I'm not saying there's not a horse and buggy lobby in New York. It's massive. Right. It's, but, but, but dwindling because all the media companies are firing them because they're not doing the right things. But for goodness sake, really? Print news in a magazine delivered two weeks late? Sports Illustrated is not the first media company to try to pivot to video. The Athletic tried to launch a digital storytelling arm in 2018, but the company has since abandoned that effort, with its own video department getting laid off in June as part of the company's broader round of cuts. Fox Sports tried to pivot 100% to only video highlights in 2017, laying off 100% of its editorial staff, but its traffic then cratered. Heckman believes that Maven's portfolio of companies, which bring in 150 million monthly unique visitors, can help them compete against ad giants like Facebook and Google. Now, certainly my generation is not, you know, less than 1%, you would think, of readers, you know, my generation would, would pick up on that and, re- and read it, right? Uh, you guess, know, re- guess what? You hit the number. Yeah. The addressable sports market is 100 million in the U.S., intentional subscriptions of Sports Illustrated were approaching 1 million. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they had 20 million someday, but but two-week-old news in print doesn't work anymore. So, listen, I'm, I'm really excited that we made the decision to have the courage to do what needed to get done so that SI can be around for hundreds of years. And um, But, again... You know, the horse and buggy lobby will uh, uh, be um, fighting for a 1985 model. Right. And there's nothing I can do about it, but we for sure are doing the right thing. I've never sat in a room and laid out a strategy and had a single person debate the strategy. Like, how can you debate it? Like, what would be the, what would, what would they say? No, digital's not the future. You know, we think we should do like more news in print. Um, we don't like that you've added, you know, millions and millions of new users. There's really never been a an intellectual debate. Mm-hmm. It just more as people are unhappy with change. Well, by the way, we got to get better. So it's not just hey, make the move to digital, but competition is fierce. You made a great you made a, a great point, Adam. Like. You need to be huge scale, great technology. It's very difficult. So making the moves has, has shown instant results. But man, there's a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. Heckman has cautioned that Maven will need a few years for personnel to catch up with the new strategy, likening their ownership to a football team transitioning from a run-heavy wishbone offense to the spread. In the meantime, it's all about scaling up to win out in a brutal digital media world, which has become even more challenging with advertisers dropping out in the wake of COVID-19. I guess guess my only big question there with with the push to video is, you know, I see so many headlines about Facebook and Google running, you know, a duopoly on the digital advertising market. And a lot of, you know, media companies have tried to pivot to video. And I feel like unless you have just enormous scale Facebook and Google, you know, they dominate those advertising dollars. I mean, we can get into why, which, you know, there's been a push, obviously, for them to share more of their revenue. But yeah, that's just just my big worry there, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, what you said is the key to our success, right? It's not a, it's not speculation. You know, we're a nine-figure business. So when you said, unless you have huge scale, we have huge scale, right? So when SI was a uh, company in the teens, they were not at the table mm-hmm. uh, with the major enterprise ad relationships, right? So we have an enterprise relationship with Omnicom, right? So um, we're working every day with major agencies at massive scale. Our, our engineers come from Amazon and Google and Yahoo. Our senior team ran a $20 billion company, Yahoo, mm-hmm. and $5 billion in ad revenue. So you're right. If you don't have massive scale and Amazon, Google level technology, you're dead. Thanks again to James Heckman for coming on the show. It's been fascinating to see how legacy media brands have dealt with perhaps the toughest economic challenge of our lifetime when they were already facing an unforgiving media landscape. So what do you think about Heckman's strategy to both survive the pandemic and make Sports Illustrated relevant again? Feel free to share comments when you read about sports media's battle to survive on pitchbook.com or listeners can see the show notes at pitchbook.com podcasts. I'm Adam Lewis, and thanks again for listening to the Invisible Capital Podcast. Mm-hmm.